Hello and welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and I'm so very grateful that you have tuned in today. We are now in Season 3 of Weathering the Storm on the Scatterbroad Network, and today we are recording Episode 3, When You Feel Like All Hope Is Lost. How can we weather that kind of storm? That is our goal today, and I hope and pray that uh, if you haven't already, that you'll go back and listen to Episodes 1 and 2 of this season as we are trying to combine all of these episodes uh, in such a way that, that it will help us to navigate through some difficult times that we may be facing. I shared with all of you in the first episode of what has taken place in my life here recently and the storms that uh, that are affecting me with my mother and the Guillain-Barre syndrome that, that she is dealing with, that she's fighting that battle, and of course my father who took his life on October the 28th, 2021. Uh, with those two things, seeing my parents struggle the way that they have has, uh, of course, affected me in a, in a, in a great way, um, and I'm having to choose how I respond to that. And so these, this this season is very special to me. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to use this, in a sense, as a therapy session. Uh, but again, I'm hoping that all of you who are listening can take the things that, that we talk about this season and apply them to your life. And I'm sure I'll say this several times throughout the season, but if I can help one person to hold on a little bit longer, if I can help one family to have their loved one around a little bit longer, then that will be a success this season. Of course, my ultimate goal is to bring glory to God. I certainly want to help all of you weather the storms of life by pointing you to the God who can come out and say, Peace, be still. If you haven't already, go to the Scattered Abroad uh, Network's Facebook page. Give us a like there. and Check out our Instagram page. And also check out our website, scatteredabroad.org. You can find all of the podcasts that are on this network. And also you can email us, thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, we certainly welcome those. And again, I thank all of you for listening to this particular podcast and it is truly a blessing in my life. I'm thankful to God for this opportunity to be on this network and to do this podcast. And thankful for all of you who have encouraged me, who have prayed for me, and all of those uh, who are listening today. Thank you so much. And I do hope and pray that this episode will help you to weather the storm when you feel like all hope is lost. I want to begin in Acts chapter 27. And so if you have your Bible and you're in a place where you can open that, I want to encourage you to that great text. And here we find the Apostle Paul in a literal storm. He is making his voyage into Rome. And so beginning in verse 13 of Acts 27, it says, When the south wind blew softly, of course, this is Luke writing by inspiration, supposing that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sailed close to Crete. Not long after, a tempestuous headwind arose called Euroclidon. So when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. Running under the shelter of an island called Clauda, we secured the skiff with difficulty. When they had taken it on board, they used cables to undergird the ship, and fearing lest they should run aground on the Sirtis sands, they struck sail and so were driven. And because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the next day they lightened the ship. On the third day, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. Now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us. 
all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. All hope was lost. I want you to think about who was on that boat. Luke and the Apostle Paul. You have two people, two men, who of course were human, but you have two individuals. And we read the writings of the book of Luke and how he meticulously recorded the events of Jesus' life. We read the book of Acts and that the great power that's within that book. And we read all the epistles in the New Testament that the Apostle Paul penned by inspiration. Those two individuals are on this boat. And yet, the statement is made, all hope was lost. When you keep reading this great text, you find that, of course, there was hope. They were able to take the necessary precautions. They were able to throw things overboard. and But ultimately... Paul told them to take heart. He said, There will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Of course, we find at the end of this chapter, In Acts 27, verse 44, So it was, they all escaped safely to land. There was a point in time during the storm where they thought it was over, and they were giving up. In fact, when you look at the language, and I want us to think about this from not a physical storm, but spiritually speaking. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us. There are times, spiritually speaking, mentally, emotionally, when everything around you is dark. You know, the more I thought about my dad and and what he went through with his depression, I do believe that there was some dementia that was starting to creep in because of certain things he was doing, forgetting to, uh, you know, get up and do things he had always done. You know, the language here says no no sun, the stars, that they weren't giving light. It was just dark. They're out on the sea, and it's pitch black dark. But not only was there no light, but he says no small tempest beat on us. You know, the trials of life, the storms of life can, can do that. They can beat on us, and they can rattle us. They can shake us up. That's when our faith has to step in, take over. So the storms do not break or shake our faith, but rather they make them they make our faith stronger. Here we see that these individuals felt as if all hope was lost. Spiritually speaking, if you are not in Christ, then there is no hope. If you stay in that position, there is no hope. Can you think of two words that are more alarming and disheartening than no hope? In 1985, there was a terrible earthquake in Mexico City. 
And there was an individual who was trapped under all the debris for some 10 days. And in December of that same year, there was an article written uh, in which he spoke about what he was going through. And he talked about going through this time thinking he was going to die. And that all the things that he thought was so important, he realized that it wasn't. He said that he did not know God. And in this moment, that was all that mattered. And he was hoping and praying. He said, I didn't know what else to do, but hysterically calling out for mercy and for God to be with him and, and, and to save him. Again, he, he was buried alive under all of this. But he said in that article, in, in that interview, that there was no hope. You know, sometimes it can feel like an earthquake has happened with our lives, something earth-shattering, and we feel like we've been buried alive. We feel like all hope is lost. Perhaps we feel like these men did on the ship. They thought they were going to be able to arrive safely, but because it was so dark and because the storm was so heavy, all hope to be saved was lost. Dear friend listening today, I want you to know that because Jesus lives, hope lives. Because Jesus is alive and well, our hope can be alive and well. I mentioned to you that if you're outside of Christ, there is no hope because in Christ is where all spiritual blessings are found. Ephesians 1.3. Included in that is the hope of heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me, John 14, 6. So if I'm not in Christ, I can't expect to be there. Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place. I'm going to come again and receive you into myself. Who's he talking to? Well, he's talking to his people. We have to make sure that we are in Christ. Because in the final analysis, that's all that really matters. Have I obeyed God? Am I in the location? wherein I can be justified. The only way to do that is to be in Jesus. And the only way to do that is to obey His gospel. Put Him on in baptism, Galatians 3.27. When we feel like all hope is lost, we need to make sure that we turn to the right source. The world will say, oh, there is no hope. Just eat, drink, and be merry. Just live out your, your miserable days here and, and, and just call it, call it a life. Call it over. But you know, Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly, John 10.10. 10. There is life beyond the grave. There is more than meets the eye. There's more than the here and now. There's the there and then. And you and I are just a breath away, a heartbeat away from eternity. How can I weather the storm? when I feel like all hope is lost. I want to invite you to another passage in 1 Peter chapter 1. Here the Apostle Peter, the one who was with Jesus, the one who, and we think about the ups and downs of Peter, but one who grew so much. And in his uh, two epistles that he penned, of course he encourages those who are faithful in Christ to grow. I want to read this passage. I'm going to bring out a few points from it. And I'm hoping and praying that, that this will help all of us, that when we may feel like all hope is lost, that we'll remember that it's not. Because if you are in Christ, there is no condemnation 
to those who are in Christ Jesus. Those who walk after the Spirit, not after the flesh. Romans 8, 1. If you are in Christ and you are faithful and you're walking in the light, you're doing your absolute best. The blood of Jesus keeps on cleansing you. And you have the hope of heaven before you. 1 John 1, 7-9. And so I hope this will be an encouragement to remember that there is hope. There is hope. Even when you feel like all hope is lost. I'll be reading 1 Peter 1, 3-5 from the New King James Version if you're following along. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Notice that he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who is Peter writing to? Well, he's writing to Christians. Verse 2, the elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. You have the entire Godhead mentioned there in verse 2. God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and God the Son. All, of course, are involved in salvation. God the Father is the one who designed the plan. God the Son, the Word, is the one who executed the plan. And God the Holy Spirit is the one who revealed the plan. And of course, we have that in the Word of God, John sixteen thirteen. But notice from this text the hope that Christians have. This hope is living. It's not a dead hope. It's not a false hope. It's living. He has begotten us again unto a living hope. How did he do that? Notice the next phrase. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Our hope is not dead because our Savior is not dead. Our hope is alive because our Lord is alive. Jesus is in heaven at the right hand of God. He intercedes for us, our advocate, pleading our case like a lawyer before the throne of God. 1 John 2, 1 and 2. Jesus, the Son of God, who's passed into the heavens, serving as our great high priest. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Set your affection on things where are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Colossians 3, 1 and following. And so, again, for those of us who are in Christ, for Christians, we have the hope of heaven before us because of what Jesus did and because we're in Him and we're striving to be more like Him. We have been begotten again into a living hope. Not dead, not false, but living just as Jesus lives through the resurrection of Christ. So when we obeyed the gospel, we died to sin. We were buried with Christ in baptism, contacting his blood. But then we were able to rise out of that water to walk in newness of life. Romans 6, 3 through 6. When one becomes a Christian, everything before it is, is gone. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 What a great uh, privilege and blessing it is then to be in Christ. And all spiritual blessings that you have, you can obtain in Him, including the hope of eternal life. Romans 8 and verse 24 says that we are saved in hope. Hope is something that keeps us going. 
Biblical hope is desire plus expectation. It's not wishful thinking. There's a foundation there. It's built on something. Our hope is like an anchor steadfast for the soul, Hebrews 6, 18 and 19. And so this heavenly inheritance, this hope that we have, it's real and it's living. Notice this inheritance, this hope of heaven that we have is incorruptible. You know, things in this life and in this world, they're corruptible, meaning they're, they're going to pass away. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Matthew 24, 35. We find in 1 Peter 1, this same, this same text, beginning in verse 22, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned or sincere love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which, and here is the biblical definition of incorruptible, lives and abides forever. Peter would quote from Isaiah, All flesh is as grass, the glory of man is the flower of the grass. The grass withers, its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. The hope that we have of eternal life, it's incorruptible. Nothing can destroy it. Nothing can take away your hope. Notice also this inheritance. Not only is it incorruptible, it's undefiled. That means it's pure, it's unadulterated. You can't, you can't corrupt it, you can't touch it. The hope that we have is pure and it's real. So even when we feel like all hope is lost, we need to remember that the hope that we have of heaven, this living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, this hope of this gaining this inheritance, this heavenly home, it's incorruptible. It's undefiled. And then notice this, and it does not fade away. It does not fade away. There are things in this life that, that just seem to fade. But our hope, it does not fade away. Finally, I want you to notice with me that it is reserved in heaven for you. Reserved in heaven for you. This hope is perpetual. This hope is pure. This hope is perfect. This hope is personal. It's reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God. Dear friend, when you're weathering the storm and you feel like there's no way out, you feel like there's no relief, there's no comfort, there, there's just no way to get through it, hold on to that hope. Hold on to that desire and expectation. And when you feel like all hope is lost, remember, Jesus lives. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because I know He holds the future. I know that my hope is not lost because my hope is in Him. I hope and pray that all of us will reflect on this, meditate on this, and remember. All hope is not lost. Because just as Jesus lives, our hope lives. May God bless you and remind you through His Word that it's not. And may we all strive to weather the storm with the hope of heaven in view.
What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.